0: this ah, the French. but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister falcon first listen to the man the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later
1: Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one
0: bit
2: inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under i what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Oh,
0: Good night, my Mr. Johnson. Still tight. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest.
2: Should all acquaintance be forgot? Yeah. At the top of the Ferris wheel, it's World Champion Podcast. I am Brighton. And I am Sean. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair. We are now forced to sit inside of a Ferris wheel and discuss the only things we truly understand, <laughs> which normally is obscure and forgotten pop culture. Right, right. So we'll, we'll stick with that this episode, probably.
1: Well, it, it being a new year... We can could, we could kind of shake things up.
2: Yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, happy, it is, happy um, New Year. It's a little bit past midnight on January 1st. Mm-hmm. We are surrounded by snacks.
0: Mm-hmm. We have
2: ventilation. We are going to bang out 2017's episodes. Right. The earliest episode. Yeah, this is the first one. No, we're going to do oh. all of them here. Oh. For that's the, why for I bought the all year. these cheesies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. what that bucket's for. That's why the windows are open. Wow. That... We're going to do 52 episodes. Because last time, occasionally, scheduling issues would come up and we'd right. miss a week. But we're going to... We're going to get around that now by doing every episode right now. All right. Well, with, with a, that many episodes. should
1: take a couple weeks. That's a vast number. So we got to come up with a new system. And it being a new year, instead of doing all the research we do, generally. Yeah, it's really been,
2: it's really been taxing.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's come to topics organically. I was thinking maybe a little uh, word association.
2: Oh, so just straight up, just, just straight in and then we'll just talk about not, whatever comes yeah. up. Yeah,
1: not, not, no planning, no research. We just kind of just see what happens.
2: Well, let's, okay, so for 2017, you want to do that. That's not how we did things in 2016. Right, okay, Two, here we go.
1: 2016, uh, 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, president. Speak uh, a new year, new president.
2: New president, Republican new, new, president. New, new
1: president. See a, a new republic. Let's talk about the. Let's bring it back. The old republic, knights of the old republic, of the old republic. Let's talk about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace.
2: Oh, okay. So sticking with our mandate of obscure and forgotten pop culture, right? Star Wars Episode One. The Phantom Menace. That, that came organically. Let's just go right into it. I got- uh, you know what? Can I just extend this out a bit? Can we just make January prequel month? Yeah,
1: I think that. Well, that's come organically. It's, it's
2: fitting into our new system. Yeah, maybe each episode we do a prequel, especially since the only channel we get in this Ferris wheel is TNT, and they're showing them.
1: Right, nonstop. It's almost like some kind of like, uh, what you'd do to a prisoner, like playing Metallica <laughs> over and over really loud.
2: Yeah, it's a Clockwork Orangey kind of thing. Right. Yeah, Clockwork so- Orangina. So, um, yeah. So well, well. What should we do? I don't want to review them. What would be the point in okay. that? Obviously, everybody loves the prequels, right?
1: That's uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. No. I have to admit that I've probably seen it at the first one, the the Phantom Menace, at least at least four or five times, and I don't understand the plot at all. I, I have ne- I've yet to follow the story. So. I'm thinking we figure out what the plot is to The Phantom
2: Menace. Okay, so what we do is we ask questions about these mysteries of the mysterious. <laughs> relating to the plot of the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. And we do what we do best. Talk our way through it. Right. Absolutely. We now, get,
1: get to a, we get to a
2: delusional end That we can just both agree on. Yeah. So we're going to ask a lot of questions about these, and I want to throw out the disclaimer that we are not familiar with the Clone Wars TV series. We are not particularly familiar with the expanded universe. So if you're sitting at home and you're screaming at your iPod, Mm -hmm. first of all, that's not effective. Right. Unless you're calling somebody Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and screaming at them. But don't call (laughs) us. Please don't have our number. That would be too weird. That, yeah, that would be. Uh, but anyway, maybe we'll say something that is answered in some corner of Star Wars fiction. That's not what we're about.
1: Right, and we don't have, we don't have the time
2: or the inclination, actually, right. to, we're, to, we're, to look it up. No, we're going to establish continuity and Brightanuity.
1: Yeah, so we've gotta we got to decide what we're going to go on. We're going to go on the core films.
2: The core films, the holiday special, and the Ewok adventure mm-hmm. are the only things I consider canon. Oh, and um, the character I created for the online RPG, Star Wars Galaxies, about 12 years ago. Okay. That's also canon.
1: I, I think that the Nintendo 64 game... Oh, Shadows of the Empire? Shadows of the Empire, for me, is canon. That's canon. So I'm including that.
2: Yeah. But, um, but
1: that's it. So si- I guess at this point, seven...
2: No. Eight films. Eight
1: films. And then the, the two Christmas specials. Are the, are, is there no, e- there's
2: one Christmas special. What's the Ewok one? They're just trying to escape, right? That's just the Ewok adventure. And then there's like Return to Endor. Endor I think. Okay,
1: then that, that's continuity too, then. Yeah.
2: And then the, the famous Star Wars holiday special right. about Chewbacca's family. Right.
1: And then all that. Itchy kind... and
2: lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that four armed chef.
1: What a great idea, man. I, I wish I could, re- I wish I was old enough to be like, like 20 years old when that came on
2: TV just I could fully appreciate it the first <laughs> I, time I haven't made it through every time I watch it I make it through a little bit more
1: yeah it's real boring but it's
2: very really challenging it's real avant garde it, it is <laughs> it is and George Lucas has always talked about how he just wants to make personal art films
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that I think that's what he did even though he's disavowed any involvement in it
1: right I would say that that is the pinnacle 10 right minutes there.
2: of wookies in their Wookiee house Having a Wookiee conversation in Wookiee language, right? Without subtitles.
1: With, yep. And then all. And then doesn't it go directly into like uh, someone's playing space chess
2: and like the pieces? No, they're start watching dancing or yeah, something? they're watching space Cirque du Soleil. It's not space chess. It's like, oh, like the grandpa che, Chewbacca's dad shows Chewbacca's son this little holographic like Cirque du Soleil thing. That's Chewbacca's son. Yeah, that's his wife, son, and father.
1: I guess I knew that, but I'd, I'd never really made the connection what a terrible father he is. Well, Because he's not away from home being... I guess in, he can tell his wife he's being a hero. But up until this
2: rebellion, which is still illegal at this point... Well, what I'd always heard... He, he was, he's a pirate. Yeah. He's what, a criminal. What I had always heard, and I don't know where this comes from, because uh-huh. I even knew this as a kid, that Chewbacca owes Han Solo a life debt. Right. Now, this comes up in The Phantom Menace as well. It does. So George oh, Lucas it does. is way it does. into the idea of life debt, and I, it seems kind of counterintuitive. You saved my life, therefore I'm your slave. I'm your yeah, essentially I'm your sidekick. I do whatever you want. For how I long? have to leave my wife and well, it's if it's a life debt.
1: Well, oh, it's for the rest of your life. I thought it was for the life that was saved, the life debt,
2: not not like the
1: rest oh, of my life.
2: Oh, well, maybe I, I'm not really familiar with. I my guess that's public constitutional that's kinda, law. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, yeah, we can do answer these questions later. Let's let's get into the Phantom Menace.
2: Okay, so you have some questions that some, even though we didn't know this was our topic.
1: Right, I well, off the top of my head, I can think of a few questions.
2: Yeah, I can think of 23 off the top yeah,
1: of my head. Yeah, and I head. can think of around 30 or 35. So I think we should talk about the players in the story, just to set it up, mm-hmm. because that was the biggest problem for me until until just recently thinking about it, was I didn't understand who the Trade Federation was, I didn't understand. I didn't understand how the Republic functioned. And then I didn't understand what, what uh, Emperor... I guess he... What's he called at this point?
2: Well, at this point, he's Senator Palpatine Sa- of Naboo.
1: Okay. So he, he's from Naboo. That's, yeah. That's my first question. Yeah. Is the Emperor's from Naboo? Yeah. I don't know why
2: that outrages me. I have no idea, actually. <laughs> it just seemed weird. Is the Trade Federation... Uh, this is something I'm still not clear on. Are they a company... Like the Dutch East India Company, or are they a, a, um like a united federation of planets? No, no, no.
1: The Trade Federation, I'm pretty sure, is like the East India Tea Company or whatever you said. It's yeah. like, it's like a very powerful It's like uh it's like the oil
2: industry or something. Okay. So it's not like plant like Mars and no, no, no. Plant and Pluto or the Trade Federation. No, that's okay.
1: that that's there's there's a company in Dune that's like that too. I forgot what they're called. Chom or something.
2: Yeah. That's like a bit just
1: a very powerful company. Yeah. And so they yeah, so there's Trade Federation, there's the planet of Naboo. There's the Galactic Republic which we 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 were talking before the show and and it may that may just be
2: like the, basically our government in the US. So it seems that but, yeah, it, it sounds like the structure the it's is structure. very similar to our U.S. government. It's senators. a representative democratic republic. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the planets are, have all unified, just like in every sci-fi story, right? Now, well, how big is this area? This couldn't be the whole universe.
1: It's just impossible logistically to travel that far, you know? Even with hyperdrive, I don't
2: believe it. Well, it's the galaxy. In Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader says, join me and we'll rule the galaxy. Okay, so, it, so it's a the galaxy, The Milky Way galaxy is still very large. Very, very yes. Because then there's so because then all these planets are like systems, like they're in the Hoth system. Yeah, that's that's
1: incredibly huge. Yeah, like lifetimes to get one fourth of the way there. Yeah, huge.
2: and so when you see um, the Senate chambers, there's it. You know, it's as far as the eye can see. But apparently, each planet just has one or two senators. <laughs> so that means that, like Star Trek, and like any sci-fi thing, where most planets have one language. Mm-hmm. One sort of one race, culture. one culture, one wo- type of weather. What, yep. <laughs> um, now, but Na- Naboo does throw us for a loop because they have a whole nother culture
0: mm-hmm.
2: of frog people, but they don't get representation. Or is Senator Palpatine representing them as well?
0: Right. Well, we'll or get- does,
2: or do, the, do they say, he's not my senator.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mon. Okay.
1: okay, we'll get to that because I think that. That, so they're the they're players right there. That, that's another player in the game is the Gungans. Yeah, and then Naboo. is it Naboo City or is it the town called Naboo? No, the
2: city is called Thede. Oh, Feed. Yeah, because okay. I I had a house outside of Feed in the continuity of that RPG I used to play. How was the the universe structured in that? Um, it was a quest based universe. <laughs> well, no, <I> mean, <laughs> quest, but you know, one of those quest based economies. I mean, you could go to all the. Ma- you could go to Coruscant. Is that no, it's you could go to Tatooine, Naboo.
1: Um, I guess Mos Eisley. It, that. So it was like the opposite of Mos Eisley.
2: It's like yeah. Times Square. Oh yeah, everybody's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Corellia, and then a couple other like planets. Okay. Or- I was gonna say a couple other made up planets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're,
1: you're you're gonna have to be be more specific. Yeah. So we've also got, I guess, I guess I'm just not sure exactly who's, who, what all the positions are. So, so at this point, uh, Senator Palpatine is the senator of Naboo, like you said. Yeah. His relationship with Queen Amidala is what?
2: She's, is she the queen of the whole planet? I believe she's the queen of the whole planet. Now, she is a teenage <laughs> girl. Right. Um, where, where are her parents? Well, here's this was one of my early questions, was, you know, where, where's her, I, what tragedy befell her parents this for her to like, become queen? If you've, no, it's, it's no, like no. Under, no. Okay, Later ahead. she says, when I was elected queen.
1: Oh, so queen, you get voted into being queen there. To being queen of a whole planet. God, that's awesome. That would be like electing one of those Disney Channel teeny bopper girls as the queen of our planet. It's
2: exactly the same. <laughs> that's so crazy. So, But this opens up a whole new labyrinth of questions. Like, so, like throw a couple out. Did she campaign for this position? Did She's, she have opposition? She must have been unanimously Did she elected. have an exploratory
1: committee? Just, just the way she views the world and how she sincerely wants peace and all that stuff, she must have been thrust into this position, like, uh, like George
2: Washington or something. Okay, so you don't think she's, like, at age 12, is like, I, I'm thinking of, of running for queen. Because there's terms. She says in the second movie, well, when my two terms were up. Are you serious? Yeah, so she was tw- twice elected queen of the planet. I, why is she
1: called a queen, then? Shouldn't yeah. she be called prime minister or something? And why would you elect a, a child? I thought that, that in, in royalty, that's, it's divine. You
2: know, that was the whole point of royalty. Right. It's it's not that you're being elected to be divine. No, she was elected queen. They elected a child. So, these people, okay, so first of all, I think what we've learned, what I've learned from this rewatch is a lot of these people are really dumb. Now, it was a long time ago. Right. So, I don't think uh, intelligence was at the level that we have now. Mm. I think it was kind of like a pre idiocracy. Even though they
1: had the advanced technologies of They've got the technology, but they
2: don't have the, you know, they think. It's
1: like book smarts and not street smarts. And we're street smart now. <laughs> yeah. And book
2: smart. Uh, yeah, we got it but all. But not, not
1: as book smart, because some of it's from the school of hard knocks.
2: Yeah, mostly.
1: <laughs> but this, this is just like, they're just nerds, man. Yeah,
2: so she was twice elected queen uh, on a platform of peace, which is nice. That's, That's nice that so yeah. you can get elected on that. So it's popular. Um, but still, she's just a kid, and that just seems so weird to me. Now, here's a stunning reversal, too. is She was elected queen, and then when the new queen was elected, that new queen named her senator. So in the second movie, she is now a senator, which is not an elected position. She was named senator by the new elected queen.
1: So she had no choice. She's forced to be
2: senator. Well, she accepted it, but it well, was I mean, like, but I, I mean, want you to be senator.
1: Wow, that's that's like the opposite, huh? It's flipped. That's she. Is, for her, is that a step down? Does she still dress in her crazy like clown outfits and stuff?
2: Uh, she doesn't use the face makeup, but still wears elaborate outfits. Well,
1: I'll, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Uh, that. Okay, so I guess that brings me to, to the first question I have: mm-hmm. Is what year is it on Naboo? When you say a long time ago, Galaxy Far Far Away, the Galaxy Far Far Away is easy to imagine. Yeah, are we talking? 100 years in the past, are we talking 1,000, 10,000?
2: Like of our Earthling past? Yes.
1: No, I mean, like, if this is long time ago, unless this is some kind of... Well, they're all
2: a long time ago. What do you mean? Well, I mean, the original trilogy is a long time ago also.
1: Right, I know that. I'm just saying, oh. in general, the Star Wars universe and specific Compared
2: to you and I sitting here right now. Right now. Huh? Long
1: ago. Would you say a million years ago?
2: Like 18 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I, I want it to just be 19 years ago and just far away. For, yeah, for like me, this happened in a galaxy far, far away in 1932. Well, it might as Earth well years. It might as well come out in 1977. <laughs> yeah, they,
1: they might as well come out when they did. Even this.
2: But no, but it was that. It was a long time ago in 1977. Oh, that's
1: so it was right. Probably that's like right. The 20s. I, oh yeah, at least 20s or maybe the 30s. Yeah, the Great Depression. So, okay. I, I asked this because the first thing I noticed is how everyone on Naboo was dressed sort of like Renaissance kind of outfits. They looked like very Shakespearean Yeah, times. it's
2: like Shakespearean meets like Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the way the pilots were dressed. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So it's, yeah, the Renaissance meets the Dawn of Aviation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those puffy, they're dressed like munchkins. I know, they kind of are. Sayo Bibble.
1: Yeah and 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 where they are it looks very it looks very kind of like
2: like the Medici Palace or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It has that kind of vibe.
2: Well, it was filmed in I mean the stuff that was filmed that uh-huh. wasn't green screen was filmed in Italy like around, Oh, was it? Yeah.
1: Well, it shows. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. Why why is the Trade Federation invading Naboo? So the I guess the right answer is that they were manipulated by Darth Sidious,
1: who is who is the Emperor Palpatine yeah. slash Senator?
2: Yeah. Whose first name is Sheev? It is? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sheev? Sheev? Mind, mind if I call you Sheev? And, and he minds. No one yeah. calls
2: him Sheev. You do not call me Sheev Skywalker. Well, that's not, not a bad emperor. Well, if, but if I talked like that, you'd be fooled into thinking I was a different guy. <laughs> if the Trade Federation was listening, they're like, whoa, a different guy just came in and said that.
1: I, I don't want to get, I don't want to break, whole different guy. I don't want to break kayfabe, but are, are you supposed to not know that that's the
2: emperor when you watch this? That, I have, that's my biggest question. No, but that's like, that's half the fun is seeing him. I mean, the whole fun is knowing, you right. know, if any kind of mystery is when you know, the audience knows something that the characters don't. Right. So you have to know it's the same guy. Well, I mean, right? you,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, if it was the first time you watched it, and you had, and you were, you were a little kid or whatever, and you hadn't seen the, the other trilogy, would you know he was a bad guy? I, I, I can't. I'm not sure.
2: I think you're supposed to because there's not even to? ever a big reveal. It's in the third one. There's no point where. You, is that supposed to be like a gasp? Moment? Yeah,
1: it's crazy. It's like 20 minutes before the end of the third movie is when they reveal it to the to the audience.
2: I, well, I mean, and it's like Fight Club, man. No, it's such a twist. no, no, no,
1: no. Actually. It's revealed way before that. Because he's already messing with with uh, Anakin well before that. No,
2: I feel like the script in the first one there's there's too many like little ironies and winks. Like I think you're supposed to know it's the same guy. Okay. God, I hope so.
1: Yeah. I, I just try I'm just not sure what, what they were going for with that. So
2: okay, so I guess what I understand is so whatever. They were manipulated by Darth Sidious, but still what do they want? What were they manipulated into well, I don't understand. What do they think the end result is going to be of this? What? so
1: is there sanctions against N- Naboo?
2: All we know on screen is that there's a trade dispute.
1: I just don't I just don't know what the problem is. Like that would help yeah. a lot to know like what their actual uh, does, is Naboo trying to import something or export something
2: or That I mean that must be it. So whatever happened, whatever the dispute was caused the trade federation to surround Naboo so nothing could get in or out. I love the so. Idea. What, so we have to figure that out. What I, I
1: love. First of all, I loved. I thought of this when I when I was watching it. I love the idea of surrounding a planet in three dimensional space. Right, where you're making a ring, and you're like, well, which way should the ring go? I don't know. Just kind of have the ring move or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's no way to cover a planet really.
2: And that comes up in Star Trek a lot too. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we can't go through there. There's ships.
1: He's like, what? you're in
2: space. Yeah, you can go up. You can go down. You left, go right, left, right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but I'm, I'll assume that they
2: have a shield yeah, or something. Yeah, th- those kind of things I, I have less of a problem with just because it's sci-fi. Convention. No, I just thought it, I just thought it was but funny. But it is funny, yeah. Funny visual. Okay, really. so what did Naboo do to provoke the Trade Federation into this?
1: Well, that's all fake, right? The whole idea is the Trade Federation is going to cut like cut them off from whatever, and then they're going to basically pressure them into making
2: Amidala sign something. Sign a, a, a trade agreement. <laughs> So, right, right. so So something happened before the movie started where Naboo said, we're not trading with you anymore, Trade Federation. So yeah. what was it? We, it's, it's our job to figure out what,
1: what that is, I think. Well, they're probably exporting, um, I don't know what they'd export. What do you think they have there? And Naboo? Yeah, they have a lot of water from what I understand.
2: Lots of water. Oh, probably Gungan ears.
1: Like which, which they thought was an aphrodisiac.
2: <laughs> ground up we're not selling Gunganiers. you any more ground-up gunganir powder. It's kind of like a black market thing. Yeah. The That's silk. what it was. They refused to sell the Trade Federation ground-up gunganir powder. <laughs> that might
1: also be why the Gungans don't like the surface dwellers. Maybe because they were yeah, the, okay. massacred by the thousands by them for their ears. Well, it's
2: like shark fin soup. They just cut right. off their ears, toss them back in the water. Right. That's horrifying. That frankly, horrifying. I'm, okay, I'm starting to side with the Trade Federation now, frankly. That's true. Now that we know this horrible truth. Well,
1: they're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons.
2: Yeah, that's true. Because
1: they're still just doing this. How is the Trade Federation working with Darth Sidious in the first place? (laughs) So, like, how do you fall into a deal
2: where you're working with an evil Sith Lord? Which I got got some questions about the Sith, too. Oh, boy. So, yeah, it had to be that one day they got an email. Mm -hmm. So they go, you've got mail. And then he's there. And he's like, hello, I have a good (laughs) plan. Would you like to work with me? <laughs> oh, some hooded figure <laughs> who talks like a snake made human and won't ever show himself in person, only through holograms. Hell yeah, we'll work with you. Yeah, hey, sounds great. Yeah, that's... I would like to know how the Trade Federation... Well, that goes back to my thing that everyone's just really dumb and gullible throughout this whole mm-hmm. this whole trilogy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, Qui- Qui-Gon Jinn, we'll get to him, too. So... Um, let's see. What, this is a, the point of the movie where we get introduced to Jar Jar Binks, the Gungan, who's the comic relief. And he has been exiled from his his home in the Gungan City, which I got a lot of questions about that, too. Yeah. So. um, And then the two Jedi, which are uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and, and,
2: Obi-Wan, and Kenobi. Obi-Wan
1: Kenobi as a Padawan.
2: Yeah. With a little braid. No, okay. a braid. I got two I got three Jedi questions I'm going to fire at you. Okay. Um why are you what do the Jedi do? That might, why are you sending them to negotiate a trade agreement?
1: Well, you you're, you're going to have to juxtapose the way I viewed Jedi as a, up until the prequels? Yeah. And then and then post prequels because this has been a kind of a, a confusing thing for me yeah. because I thought the Jedi In the original trilogy, they're they're like these old, almost legendary knights or something. Yeah, the
2: guardians of peace and justice. Yeah, that are gone,
1: and they use magic. It's very magical. And so I thought of them much more like Ronin, like uh, samurais without masters, kind of. Okay, yeah. Like they're honorable, they're powerful, and all that stuff. But in this, they seem more like they are, uh, I don't want to say mercenaries. But <laughs> are, they, is, are they just like the Pinkertons? Yeah, that's sort of the vibe I get. Is, is I don't understand how the Jedi fit into the Galactic
2: Republic. Yeah, because the Republic seems to be able to just give them orders. You have right. to go do this. You have
1: to do this. So they, they've got to be some kind of army that's for the entire uh, galaxy
2: instead of just like a planet. But there's not very many of them. And, and, they, and they must... Are they warriors or are they a religion... And if they are a religion, why isn't everyone that religion? Because obviously that religion is true because well, we've seen it.
1: Well, in the original series, it seems much more like a religion. In this, it yeah. seems much more like an organization that people know about and respect. and are Like yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters.
2: So they are kind of the Globetrotters of the mm-hmm. universe, yeah. Right. Yeah, see, I don't, this giant galactic republic of thousands of planets. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, pick a guy. From the Globetrotters, Trotters, <laughs> and then pick a guy from the Junior Globetrotters, Trotters, and that and, and we'll just send them to go deal with this for
1: this entire planet. We'll have these just
2: two guys. Yeah, they're going to negotiate the deal between the, this massive organization and a planet. Do they have? Are, so apparently they're skilled negotiators. Wait, I mean,
1: did the Jedi negotiate? I thought they were more like in there because there's trouble.
2: They were supposed to be there to help broker the deal.
1: Oh, that's right. And why would you? Okay, wait a minute. Why would you? If you were
2: this, another question just
1: popped up. Why did the Trade Federation try to kill Jedi if everyone knows how powerful they are?
2: Yeah, because they freak out. They freak out. There's Jedi Jedi on board. Yeah.
1: So, so like, let's put some poison gas in the vent. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they be like, let's just get off the ship?
2: Or let's just
1: just meet with them and play it cool.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is let's just meet with them and play it cool. Instead, they're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, these two amazingly skilled ball handlers are here Mm -hmm. from the Globetrotters. Let's try to kill them very ineptly.
1: Let's try to send... We all, know
2: they're super good at not getting killed.
1: We can send in all these robots that we got at Christmas from Sharper Image.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, it, if I was, even if I was a good guy, like one of the... Nav- if I was Queen Amidala, uh-huh. it's like, oh, good. These guys who are skilled at mind control are here to negotiate the deal. Oh, I'd dude, be well, like, no. no. You, get,
1: you, get, you want to get into Amidala's judgment. We'll get to that with trusting... The whole thing on a kid racing a pod that she just met, who's never actually been in a race. Uh-huh. And uh, trusting Jar Jar Binks, who for all we know could be a serial killer. That's yeah. why he was ex- exiled from his city. But I'm yeah. getting ahead of myself.
2: No, I don't want someone negotiating who I know can do real mind control. <laughs> I'm not going to have Chris Angel negotiate my right. e- annual review. Right. And just be like, no, don't, don't worry, I'm on your side. Yes, you're on my side. Mm-hmm. So they try to kill the Jedi. Um, the Jedi do this thing on the ship where they run real fast, like oh, uh, Roadrunner or have The that Flash. Written down.
1: I have that written down. I have Jedi. I have Force powers. So are they running fast, or are they turning invisible for a second and then appearing? I guess they couldn't. They look kind of like they're flashing, like they're going like, like in and flash. out. Like the Flash. Well, it looks like
2: they're going in and out of reality or something. Whatever it is, they, we see them do that once, and then the whole rest of the trilogy we see them jogging. Really mm-hmm. slowly when they need to get somewhere in a hurry. God, i didn't Even in the think very that. next scene. So they do that little, phew. Right. Like bullet time thing where they run super fast. Right. And then the next scene, they're on the planet and Qui-Gon's like running like a fat guy on New Year's Day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From an invading army.
2: From an invading army. And he's like, hey, Charger, Jar, get down. Ugh. <sighs> maybe,
1: maybe it's like a, a combo in a video game. Like you have to save up and then you can only use it, like an NBA jam where you go on mm. fire. You'd have to save it up, so the Jedi had to save up more. They had to have a lot more battles where they won, I guess, and then they can do it again.
2: To get their magicka back up. Yeah,
1: because they do a lot of stuff. That, oh, I allow that then. I'll have, accept they, that. They do a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Like, they jump really high. And I guess, does Luke do that? He does that in Return of the Jedi, huh? Yeah,
2: and an Empire. Yeah.
1: And in an Empire. He jumps out of the freezing chamber, mm-hmm. huh? Um, okay, so the jumping's normal. The real fast thing, I don't remember. They do something else that I was like, what are they doing?
2: Yeah. Anyway um uh, two more really quick jedi questions mm-hmm. why are their robes so goddamn impractical you well, could fit like you could be hiding yoda inside your sleeve it's true and they're constantly like obi-wan's constantly like kind of tugging at his giant sleeves well they're, I, they're walking around in like a
1: tent well this goes this goes to they're kind of dressed like jesus the, this but, goes to like uh, I think the religious cult aspect of it, where it's like I think of of Jedi kind of being like monks almost yeah. or something because they are peaceful, right? Even though all they do is even though the, their the, whole thing is fight, is yeah. fighting and enforcing stuff. They're yeah. still their 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 uh, whole code is to be peaceful
2: and kind, I guess. Yeah, and not get angry. But they're I get wearing robes or, or fear anything. I get wearing robes, but their robes are so big and tangly and. Imagine having to wear a robe like that all the time. It'd be such a pain.
1: Yeah, like the absolute worst thing you could wear into battle. Like if someone said, you're going to have to go fight for your life today. Here's a sword. Oh, by the way, you're going to be wearing a bathrobe. Yeah. Like a 5X bathrobe. Yeah.
2: Here's a sleeping bag. God, that would be awful. And when you watch the movie, Obi-Wan is constantly like... I'd
1: almost rather fight naked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question.
2: Um, And then what's with Obi-Wan's hair? Because it's constantly changing length throughout the movie.
1: Okay, this is... This is what I think. I think that they filmed it, and then they had to do some reshoots. And he had already grown his hair out for another movie,
2: oh, okay. and so he
1: came in and they put a little. Because I think he's wearing a wig. I'm almost sure and it
2: must be it. Because sometimes he has like a flat top, uh huh, or a buzz, and then sometimes he's got this weird like Ted dancing in Cheers it, and pompadour, it's,
1: and it's like yellow too. Yeah, it's like a different color. Yeah, every one of those scenes popped like popped right out to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it's like at the end of Avengers where. Where uh, Captain America is covering his mouth at, at oh, the... Oh, yeah, he had a beard. ...shawarma place because he had a beard and yeah. then been like a month later or whatever. All okay. Right. The, so I guess what we don't know is anything about the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because another, another question I have is they have a Jedi Council, and it's and from the exterior shot, it implies that it's the top floor of the tallest building on a planet that's nothing but buildings. Yeah. So unless the Jedi are super rich and they're renting that... <laughs> The, like super rich. Yeah. That must mean they have that place appointed. So they have to have a super cozy relationship with the Republic. Yeah. They must be part of the Republic somehow.
2: Because they, they're sort
1: of like the Green Lantern
2: Corps. Yeah. Or the Pinkertons or the Globetrotters. Or the
1: Pinkertons. Oh, yeah. Or the Globe Globetrotters. But they, they don't. Hmm. Do they, do they answer to them though? That's what I don't know. They answer to the Republic? Uh,
2: Like, if they just decided... It kind of seems like yes and no. Like, they are just mercenaries. Yeah, they kind of seem like they're hired, almost. Yeah, but they seem like they're above. They don't seem like they're part of the bureaucracy.
1: And everyone seems to respect them, and they have all access to every place. Yeah. They're going in and out of these. The buildings that Amidala is, a queen, and all these other people, like, everyone in that entire building... Are are senators from different planets, and since there's only two or three people from every planet, those are super important people. Yeah, and the Jedi are just allowed to walk around, waltz up and down. Yeah. They're in elevators for half the movies,
2: <laughs> right? They, they are go up
1: and down elevators constantly.
2: So, if the lightsaber is such an effective weapon, how come only the Jedi use it? Now, uh, in Force Awakens, we see Finn use the lightsaber, and he does just fine. Finn does <laughs> you remember Finn like grabs a lightsaber and he's able to use it like a sword, like a normal person would use a sword. I had always assumed that you that they were so dangerous
1: and hard to use you had to be a Jedi, but I guess maybe he got lucky maybe in like another two minutes of fighting he would have cut his own arm off, you know
2: okay, probably that
1: and he is a trained and he could have a little bit of of metachlorians.
2: he is a trained soldier yeah, so okay,
1: I feel like i anyone who's ever played baseball feels like they could hold a lightsaber.
2: Well, yeah, or has held a, a toy lightsaber.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to make a kind of an Americana, all American boy thing. Yeah, like a Jedi is an all of, all universe boy instead of all America or all all Galactic Republic boy. They say it like that. Yeah, he's as Galactic Republic as lightsabers and
2: apples and apple juice and and moisture Jawa farms. Juice. <laughs> Jawa juice. That comes up. That'll be next week. Okay. We'll talk about Jawa know, we juice. We'll get to that.
1: Okay, so while we're still on the Jedi, so the invading Trade Federation Army—no, yeah—the Trade Federation Army is invading. They decide to go with this this guy they just met, this frog guy who's been exiled, and they both pull out. Both Jedi pull out these harmonicas that let them breathe yeah. breathe underwater. Yeah, is that standard protocol for Jedi to have this like Swiss Army thing?
2: Yeah, so they got Batman's utility belt. I
1: know that's what, under those robes, um, man.
2: Why didn't they use that during the poison gas attack? <laughs> God, that's a good question. I mean, I guess it's different things. It doesn't filter out gas, just water. Just water.
1: Yeah. Oh well, maybe they just didn't feel like they needed to use it because they didn't. They jump right
2: up into the vent. Or they? I thought they just held their breath. I don't remember.
1: Oh, they did held their. They held their breath, and then they. I don't know who. Who knows?
2: So they've got that. So Jar Jar, who's a big clumsy idiot, mm-hmm. but he does that thing like Luke Kang, in Mortal Kombat, where he can be on his back and then flip up onto his feet. Right. And then when he's like, oh, follow me into the water. And he leaps 30 feet into the air and does this like oh, diving yeah. board gold medal twirl fall thing.
1: God, that didn't occur to me how far he jumps. Yeah. That's superhuman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, well, this is the, th- this is one of my big questions is I don't get why anyone trusts him. He s- seems silly, but he has been exiled from the planet. They ask him why. He says, misa dropped something or
2: something well i think they don't they say it in front of boss nass they say like he accidentally dropped a bunch of exploding bombs during boss nass's birthday celebration or something oh maybe i missed that because i just thought like for all they know
1: he could be literally the worst serial killer the gungans have ever seen (laughs) yeah and he's he's got that he's like uh Who's that clown one? Um,
2: John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy.
1: Like, his whole thing is he's a silly goofball, but then he, like, eats children. You know what I mean?
2: Or, yeah, may- or, so or, like or alien- maybe
1: he sells Gungan ears to surface dwellers. Oh, he could be. So he's, like, the one. I wor- can't help but notice
2: that he still has both his ears. Yeah, and they're longer than
1: ever. So, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. They just trusted him because he was a goofball. Oh, he, he crashed Boss NASA's personal submarine. So, but Boss Nass is the – that's like stealing Air Force One and wrecking
2: it. Yeah, basically stole stolen, wrecked Air Force One.
1: Yeah, that's not that's, – that's a big-time crime. And that's a huge lapse in judgment. Would you trust someone with your life that had stolen a submarine?
2: So you just meet him. He <laughs> takes you to the city, and then you're like, all right, come with us back to our spaceship and across right. the galaxy.
1: Yeah, and just do this adventure – well, I guess they, they do the life debt thing, but it turns they use that as a, a BS line, but then it's yeah. true it's actually true. Yeah. He's forced into like a life debt situation.
2: And I and I think Qui Gon's reasoning was because he knew the way to the palace. That's he maybe it? knew like a secret way in. Oh well,
1: let's get but to that. But then at that
2: point, why don't you say, All right, thanks, pal. See you later.
1: Okay. I, I got some questions about that part too. My first question is how close do you think Gunga City is to Naboo? Because they go in a submarine there. Are they in a submarine for days, or is that like an hour?
2: Oh, yeah. So they swim. They're in Gunga City. Then they're in a submarine. And and then
1: I have a question about... There's always
2: a bigger fish.
1: I have a question about Gunga City. Why do the Gungans live underwater but in air bubbles? Yeah. Why wouldn't they just live in the
2: water? Or live on the land. Or live on the land. they're fine on land, too. They're amphibians. Right.
1: I, I was curious why they, like, why they, unless it was just to hide, because they kind of said that no one will see us down here. Isn't that what, what uh the, what what's the, the, the main Gungan called? Boss Nass? Yeah, Boss Nass. Why, because Boss Nass says something like they'll never find us under this uh, lake or may- whatever.
2: Maybe that's it then.
1: So they go through the planet. Why is the core of the planet filled with water? Isn't that the whole idea of how, like, gravity works and stuff?
2: You, oh, you think they're going through the center of the
1: planet? They say that. They say we go, we go through the core. Oh. He says we'll go through. They literally use the word core. So I was like, wow, this is a planet where, that's filled with water. It's kind of weird.
2: Oh, so it's kind of like a Middle Earth situation, except it's <laughs> oh, Middle yeah. Oceana.
1: Yes. So that's right. what it is. Yeah. Say no more. I love- yeah, for those that, that, that don't know, that's a callback to how I believe that Middle Earth is literally in the middle of the Earth. Yeah. And I think it
2: is. Yeah, they go through Middle Pacific.
1: Right. So this is the Middle Ocean. Yeah. Okay, well, don't you think it's a huge uh, defense security re- uh, risk to have the the pathway into the city just come out in the lake in the middle of the city? Like, they in, they basically invaded uh, that, the, whatever
2: the, you said the capital of Naboo feed was. Feed. Oh, because of the big lake that goes, that connects everything to everything? Yeah, they come out right in the middle of town and then get out. It seems like they don't really they they've had peace for so long they don't have an army or well they have I and mean, they have guys with guns and stuff they have security they have an air force but they but, don't have um, an army right because kind of the theme of the whole thing is that there's been so so much sustained peace that there's no one in the whole galaxy really knows how to do war hmm. and that, i think that's part of why the trade federation thing was such a big deal um because suddenly wars happening and no one even really remembers how to do it. And on the rare occasions there is conflict. They just send some of the globetrotters to deal with it.
1: Well, I, I guess I don't understand the bigger reasoning. Why? So Darth Sidious wanted the planet invaded in order to do what? In order to, to, in order to make Amidala sign this trade agreement, is that to make the other
2: planets bow if, down before them? If you really want to get into it, uh-huh. um, it's almost as if... You can kind of just hand wave it all and be like, oh, well, he's good at the force. So Palpatine's whole plan was this, like, you know, 49-step plan Uh to becoming (laughs) the evil emperor. So he knew that she wouldn't sign the treaty. And he knew that she would flee. And he knew that she would bring Anakin to the capital, where then he could train his Ray Rat apprentice to replace his... Shitty red faced apprentice. Is
1: Darth Darth Maul not good? A good apprentice? He seems like a badass apprentice. Well, we saw what happened to him. Killed by
2: Got cut in another, half by a
1: padawan. But he also, yeah. But he did kill. Would you say Qui Gon is a like a pretty high level knight or like your? I'm going to kind of go off on him. And personally, I think he's a mediocre Jedi. But do you think he's respected by Mace Windu and Yoda and stuff?
2: We'll get to that, actually. No, I, not, I ask... not at all, because they're. Okay, let's, let's, try, let's we'll... try our best to do this in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, I was we'll going to say to
1: we'll that. get to that. So, okay.
2: Um... Okay, so we go, so we find the queen, and we're like, we got to save you. Let's go to the airport hangar where all your pilots are sitting around in their underpants, basically. Okay, so are
1: we, as an audience, supposed to know that Amadala switched with Padme? No, I
2: never. I didn't even notice it. I forget every single time. Well, I just knew that. I knew all along that Natalie Portman was playing Mm. Queen Amidala. You knew that, and I know what Natalie Portman looks like. Okay, but I think that was supposed to be.
1: It it, kind of it tricked me the first time. I didn't. It didn't trick me in the right way though. I I, like when there was the reveal. I still was like confused on what was going on. Like why they did it. Why did she do it? Yeah, is that just to trick the audience? Because I, I get it in the, the broader sense of like, oh, she needs a decoy. She's a queen. But that's kind of, did, did the story really need that? I, I think
2: the idea, and it's not executed very well. Um, Is believe the- it or not, some of the ideas <laughs> are not executed very well. Is it's to show how headstrong she is and independent. Oh. And it's like a prince and the pauper thing. Like, oh. she was just curious and wanted to go out and see the world, but couldn't do so as the queen.
1: Isn't that what Jasmine does in Aladdin?
2: Isn't that? Yeah. Isn't
1: she, doesn't she sneak out into the. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, isn't that how she meets Aladdin? Possibly.
2: I don't know. It's been too. It, too it long. Could, that
1: could be possible. But it's kind of a trope, you
2: know. The... Yeah, so I, thought, I think that was it. Is That's okay. why she was like, oh, I'm just Padme the Handmaiden? Because she's like, well, I want to go into town. And I think to a degree, she didn't trust Qui-Gon. She's like, I'm going to go with you to keep my eye on you and make sure you don't do anything stupid like everything you do. But in the I'm thing.
1: going to put myself in a position where I can't influence this, the outcome at all. So even if you yeah. do something I don't want you to do, all I can do is kind of scowl at you. Yeah. She scowled at me once. Natalie Portman? Mm-hmm. The real one?
2: The real one. Scowled right at me. The real
1: scowl, I mean? It wasn't acting?
2: Oh, no. It was a real scowl. Where were you? In New York City. I, um, I held the door open for her, but not intentionally. I was just trying to leave, and I was in a <laughs> hotel with a big, heavy wooden door. And I pushed the door open, and then she came in.
1: Oh, wow. Just perfectly timed? Perfectly
2: timed. She came in, so she br- she was within inches of me. Uh-huh. She's very short. Is she? Looked up at me and scowled. She scowled? Yeah.
1: You would say it was a scowl. It was a scowl, and I, I, like you know. she, like a scowl, like you're surprised to see someone. Well, or? it was
2: really cold and windy outside, so maybe she was just kind of grumpy in general. And also, this was um, five years after the Phantom Menace,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so she probably just in general has a scowling demeanor, <laughs> lest she constantly get hassled by fans.
1: Do you think when she gets hassled, it's mainly about Star Wars? Can't be. She's too famous. Yeah, and
2: she's kind of transcended it.
1: Yeah, she really has. Her and Hayden Christensen. <laughs> so, they, okay, so astromech droids have magnetic wheels. It was kind of cool to see an astromech droid. Uh, this is just Actually my, do
2: astromeching? Yeah, go
1: out and do that and fix the ship as, yeah. as they're being attacked. As they're, yeah. As they're heading down. The whole, the whole team's heading to
2: Tatooine at this point, right? No, they're trying to get back to Coruscant.
1: Is that what it is? Yeah,
2: and um, and a lot of the it was really fun to see R two. A lot of the little cameos, I
1: yeah, kind of
2: rolled my eyes at, but I liked R two being there and being the and like seeing that he's a cut above the other astromechs.
1: Yeah, that, I like I thought that was handled well. C three PO, I sort of thought that his cameo was he was in it a little too much for doing nothing.
2: Yeah. Like maybe other one, than being irritating,
1: yeah. One scene of him saying like, "Oh, I've got no gold skin," you know, right? You numskull! Oh,
2: that classic three PO ism. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. <laughs> so like, I, but but when I saw it originally, and it, this is the first time I've I've realized this is like my fifth or sixth time that he's not supposed to be in the plot at all. That he's just a cameo.
2: Who C three C three PO
1: R two is oh. in it quite a bit more. But C three PO is strictly can't. Oh, if we're, Cameo. if we're
2: strictly talking this movie, then yes. Yeah, this movie. Yeah. Um. So then their their engine they run out of gas in Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Now again, if you're believing in the power of the Sith, this is all orchestrated by Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Like this was his plan all along, which is a lot like the Joker's plan in Dark Knight, mm-hmm. where it's <laughs> it's elaborate, very elaborate, and relies on a lot of like he had to be sure he'd be in. Prison at that moment, right when that phone rang. That's true.
1: I know that that almost makes it hard to believe that this isn't a real plan.
2: Yeah, like he must have just been
1: making it up as he was yeah. going.
2: Um. So then they find.
1: Well, the, they, this is where they meet uh, Anakin, right? Yeah. They they I love that they fly to the outskirts of town and then walk like five miles. Where I'm like, you could literally land like outside. This is aren't they in Mos Eisley?
2: No, it's Mos Espa.
1: Okay, most Espa, everyone there is a scumbag, too. Like, if you land your ship, unless that's the, no, the royal ship. No, they say that. It's,
2: it is. It's because it's the royal ship, and oh, it will stand it? out too much. So let's just leave this gleaming thing in the desert yeah, where but, anyone can see it. From it a thousand by. miles. Yeah. What's that
1: twinkling in the... Hand me those binoculars. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand what Anakin's position is. Anakin and his mother are slaves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're owned by... Uh, Quato or whatever his Watto.
2: Name. Watto, who's a junk dealer, yeah, used parts dealer.
1: But somehow he's been able to make not only a pod that must have cost a lot of money, yeah. He has had time to build it. He has and, time to build it. And and then, he has a lot of friends. And then they act like this pod race is like the Indy Five Hundred or some huge NASCAR thing. Yeah. How did he get in it? Because then they reveal like they're they're betting it all. Like they need to get these parts. I know how we can get this money.
2: No, that Watto paid his way in. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Cause he, they say that like, well, then if he wins, you can keep his winnings, Oh, that's right.
1: Plus 20% or plus whatever.
2: whatever you spent to get in. So Watto paid his way in, but yeah, what do they do? What does Shmi do for Watto as a slave?
1: I don't know, because the, the, his shop looks like a mess, first of all. He's a junk right. dealer. I don't know what
2: they're doing. So we see that Anakin is handy and can build droids and, and pods in his spare time.
1: And artificial intelligence, apparently, unless he yeah. downloaded all those programs. Because the programming of C-3PO is almost more impressive than building him.
2: Right. So he does, So he's gifted with electronics. So that's why Watto keeps him around, I guess, to fix stuff up. Right. But then what's the point of Shmi? What does she do? Errands. She just runs General errands. I don't
1: know. I don't, I don't want to take this dark, so I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. say errands. yeah.
2: Right. In the next movie, we have similar questions about Shmi that could get too dark. That right. I don't want to.
1: So she just, you know, she does General errands. What Does every culture know about the Jedi? Because immediately uh, Watto recognizes them as Jedi.
2: No, he says, what do you think you are, some kind of Jedi?
1: Uh, he doesn't well, know, know the Jedi. But he knows of Jedi.
2: Right. And the Jedi mind tricks don't work on him. Yeah, the Jedi mind tricks don't work on his race, which makes it seem like his race would be a lot more important.
1: Yeah, so that's this. What, that's my big question: is what, what, like, how does the the Force even work then if it doesn't work on everyone? Like, it's yeah. it's it, you're taking huge risks as a Jedi, if you as Jedi Knight, if you're going against someone and you're going, gosh, I hope this alien race is going to be affected by my
2: Force powers. Yeah, because they you'd think they would know, like in the in the cafeteria there'd be signs like do not hand wave in front of these people right
1: and 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 watto's race would be gosh they would and really... then why doesn't
2: the empire get like a hundred of those yes and...
1: that's what i mean it just it just seemed weird i don't understand i guess i don't understand how the force works because the republic also this is the scene where where qui-gon just starts thinking how special this kid is <laughs> mm-hmm. and he gets it in his head no matter what anyone says no this is the chosen one yeah he tells him about metachlorians and, like, he has the most ever. He takes his, his blood Way test. Way more than Yoda. Way more than Yoda. So, apparently, being good isn't based on on you as a person or your training. It's literally just genetics. Yeah. So, that's kind of depressing.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of not a very good message for a hero's journey. Right. Or I guess it is because it's like, look, he had all the tools and genetics. So. So Anakin, Oh,
1: it's an argument that be, who you are is the most important.
2: Yeah, so it's like A-Rod. So Anakin yes. and A-Rod kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. A-Rod had all the tools, all the natural abilities, mm-hmm. and then he did steroids, and then he was just kind of a general yeah, dick. Yeah, he,
1: he fell to the dark side for sure, but he no one could deny, super naturally gifted.
2: Yeah, and then his career ended with just a fart noise. I know. It's it's, it's, a, it's I sad. I hate saying it's sad, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be sad it's for a guy be, that made uh, yeah. three
2: hundred million dollars over his career.
1: Again, we don't want to start kicking the lower guys down. Yeah, you know.
2: But no, I, I think A Rod and Anakin go hand in hand because yeah, Anakin had it had it all.
1: So if so, when he, when Qui Gon tells Anakin that they, the Republic tests for metachlorians, does that mean that they must then just be sent into the Jedi Academy? So it's got to be like almost like uh, Chinese Olympians, you know. Yeah. Where they're born and they send them, like, straight up to
2: these training Because camps. isn't Anakin at age eight is already too old? Yeah, they say he's too old. Yeah.
1: So that means they, t- they pluck these children when they're just tiny, send them away to these Jedi camps where they're forced to become, like, warriors. Yeah. And then trained. And then they basically do training
2: until they, they're they almost like – they
1: almost seem like a, the military, huh?
2: So I, this is something I read when Force Awakens came out that I really liked is um, – Maybe the reason, I mean, the Jedi obviously had their own downfall. Anakin did, had his downfall. So maybe the reason Luke is like the one true Jedi is because he's the only one
0: mm-hmm. who
2: just had a regular upbringing mm-hmm. and actually got to learn compassion in a real world setting instead of just being taught you should have compassion. Right. Now get back to your bunk. Right. Make sure to be in the mess hall by five. Wow, that's interesting. So he actually got to have real-world experience, and then that's why he didn't go dark side. Huh. That's really... That's really and a... he grew up in a, in a reasonably loving home. Right. With two parental figures. Where were his parents? Luke's parents? Oh, I've done I'm...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never mind. We're talking about them right now. Never mind. I've tried,
1: I've tried to black out the prequels from my mind so many times that it's yeah. worked. <laughs> You've I gaslighted think, yourself. I think, I think I've figured out who his parents are. Yeah, He
2: Jedi mind-tricked yourself.
1: I really did. Uh. So... So I guess the, the whole Padre's premise is what I think is weird. So there's, there's a part where, where Qui-Gon is negotiating with Watto about doing this bet, right? Uh-huh. And so he says, hey, if I roll a, a red, you win. If I roll a green, at that point, Watto throws down the dice. Qui-Gon cheats and yeah. makes it come up green. Yeah. So I don't understand why he's against just stealing the part from him. Like, he's willing to cheat him for oh, that. Oh, Yeah. So, so I, th- I thought the whole idea of the Jedi is they have this, like, ethical code. Yeah. And they never do that. Well, so he, right there,
2: that kind of makes Qui-Gon a, sort of
1: like a crooked cop. So
2: he does that, and this is the second time he does it, because um, earlier he shows up with some... I don't even remember. He shows up with something, and they're like, where'd you get that? And he said, I want it at the market in a game of chance. Yeah. So he's just... So constantly he's a cheater. <laughs> <So> Qui- <laughs> I like to think of Qui-Gon Jinn just his whole life going around, like... Can I can I have that from you? No. Would you Would you care to roll a dice for it? <laughs> he's just always doing these games. Constantly, with yeah.
1: Every every. What about? Uh... So he's like the guy that puts the the ball underneath the three cups. He's yeah. just
2: this this hustling. Con just artist. wandering around Coruscant and Tatooine all over the galaxy. So so
1: when he saw Anakin, it wasn't the potential for a great Jedi. It was just like dollar signs in his eyes. Yeah. When he saw him, the greatest Jedi ever. Ding ding ding
2: ding yeah. ding ding. Oh, that's all he's thinking. Yeah. No. Every. Yeah. Uh, perhaps I could interest you in a game of chance because uh, this is the other thing is he, so he
1: he's willing to do that but then with a deal with, with uh, he does this negotiation with Watto to, to have Anakin be freed but he can't get his mom to be freed and I just yeah. don't understand why, he, why Qui-Gon follows this ethic why did he just kill Watto and take, take, take both of them free yeah. Or just kidnap her or knock him out and take, take them both. I don't understand, yeah. like, Anakin, you're coming with me. Your mom has to stay here. It's the rules, even though well, I break they, some rules. They do
2: have things in their brain that'll explode them. What? Yeah. I miss that. No, yeah, they have, they have implants that'll make them explode.
1: Like in like Mission Impossible 3?
2: Yeah, like, exactly like Mission Impossible 3. Or so, like those so,
1: necklaces in The Running Man that make your head explode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they have those, so that's why he can't just take, Shmi in the night.
1: Why can't he torture Watto until Watto turns
2: him off? Because that would violate their code of compassion or something? But there will. But he's this like cheating scum. Y- there's limits! Out, right? <laughs> no, I mean, that's what we learn if the prequels teach us nothing. In in the original trilogy, we think Obi-Wan is this lone warrior monk who's honorable right. and a great warrior. No, the, the Jedi are just a bunch of... They're just up there playing grab-ass. Yeah. They're a bunch of petty, mm-hmm. um, short-sighted... Gosh, they uh, are middle managers like uh, the whole the entire Jedi Council is all Dwight Schrute <laughs> and, and they have very specific rules like yes here's what you can use your powers for mm-hmm. there's massive do's and don'ts posters everywhere and it's like yes you can cheat at dice no you can't torture well blue flying guys we we got to talk about the Jedi Council when we get to that cuz i i don't
1: understand the, their decision making process at all
2: So, okay, so So, so pod race. He wins the
1: pod race. I I just thought it was weird that he was able to enter it all because it seems like a big deal. There's a lot of people there. The
2: pod race seems like a big deal, and yet when the first pods go by, go through populated areas, people are running out of their houses like, what the hell was that?
1: Right, and then they have some people shooting at him at another
2: park. Yeah, so no one has scouted out the track. No one is aware the pod race is happening. There's tons of people in the one little stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. But then on the racetrack, they didn't bother to say, oh, by the way, tomorrow at noon, there's a pod race. Right. There's people just going through there. I guess they just don't care about that town, whatever it is. Yeah. Or they hate
1: them. Uh, And the other thing is they don't seem upset that people are just dying. Every person is dying on this race. Yeah. I guess that's part of it. I guess it's like a gladiator thing or something, or like a Ben-Hur chariot race.
2: Oh, we need to get into the other political players here, the other big faction. The Huts. Now, those people are gangsters.
1: So they're maybe the only faction that, to me, is kind of clear because they're just basically mobsters. But they—they're they, like a family. Mob. They're like Italian mobsters, right?
2: So is hut, his surname—I
1: think I've always thought Hut is the name
2: because the so language like the, is supr- called Huties.
1: They could just be, but the way the the species is, maybe that's the most corrupt family or most powerful family is the name of the language.
2: You know? So job of the hut is like... because we're going
1: on one culture. Like all the aliens have the same job. Like all huts are criminals. Yeah. All Boba Fett's. So heard. are
2: there huts like oh no. Is there some some young yeah. hut who's like No no, <laughs> that's the other side of the family.
1: No, no, it's it's exactly like that. I, I pictured, is Vin Diesel maybe a hut? I pictured exactly like the Sopranos. So there's those young upstart like huts that are just just dumbasses. The you
0: know My father.
2: <laughs> I remember my father.
1: Definitely... He sat
2: on a big throne with his little <laughs> Squealing rat monkey, yeah, buddy.
1: Vinny the hut man. People would
2: come over and it feed them to your rancor. Oh yeah, I remember my father. His name was Jabba.
1: Is that is that supposed to be Jabba at the race or is that just a hut? No, it's
2: Jabba. They and say and Jabba, then, right? Yeah. And
1: then Jabella.
2: Or yeah, it's, I think it's Jabba and Jabella. <laughs> and Bib Fortuna is there. I don't think Salacious Crumb is there.
1: Oh, Bib Fortuna! I didn't even. I was just watching. It's so weird to see uh, Jabba the Hut move that I was just the whole scene staring yeah. at Jabba moving. Yeah. Because I'm used to him just sitting around, you know?
2: See, I always thought Hut was a title. This is obviously something we could look up right now, but no, we're, we're not, not going, going to. to. <laughs> Let's move along. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, they they leave the planet. Uh, now it shows Coruscant. They're going to Coruscant. This is a one entire planet is a city, which like how many people live there, first of all? How do they get oxygen if there's no trees? I was also trying to figure out how the roads work because you see spaceships just flying everywhere, but they're yeah. sort of in lanes. Yeah, they're in lanes, but on different levels. Yeah, so I guess that must be an autopilot sort of thing. Because so I just like, how oh do, yeah, how just does self, anyone drive self-driving
2: around? cars? Right. Yeah,
1: we almost have them. They got to have them. In that yeah, long, they have, that long ago, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So this is the first time. I, I guess let's talk about the Jedi Council now cuz this is when they bring him there. Oh, right?
2: before uh bef- before we move on from the pod race after Annie wins. Mm-hmm. He is surrounded by this group of weird grinning party people. Uh, that's what I, that's what I wrote down. I said, "Who are these weird grinning party people?" So like like Podme and Jar Jar and everyone goes to celebrate and then there's like 30 other just like weird the dancing and stuff. Like grinning people. Yeah, like dancing like <laughs> like celebrate good time, and they go surround him, and they're all just grinning. And there's like ten just like weird looking well, white guys. He he entered. Like, did he enter the
1: night before? How much time yeah. had passed? Because why did he have any fans? Yeah. This is a, lo- this is a local slave so, you've never <laughs> heard of who's never won a race and, and never been in
2: it. And humans have, d- have never done And race. humans
1: have not done this. So all you humans out there, we've got someone for you to cheer for. Like, why were they celebrating? Yeah. They just like racing in general. Did, did
2: they bet on him? Or, or are they his friend? Like, oh, there's that kid from the block. And I'm a weird, grinning party person. Maybe, no. They, get, they
1: bet against Sabulba. Mm-hmm. And it was like insane odds. Like, why would anyone yeah. do that? And so he, he took out, like, he made them all rich. Yeah. Those are all the worst gambling addicts right there. They're yeah. the ones that are dancing and grinning.
2: Okay, so the Jedi Council. Um, so Qui-Gon goes up there. And, and mm-hmm. so here's kind of the, the outsider's point of view. Hey, you know how our whole thing is that we're Jedi and we're, and we're way good at the Force and we worship the Force? Mm-hmm. Well, I found a kid who is the best ever at the Force. And then the response to that is, "Ah, eh, nope. fuck you! Nah, not too <laughs> no, old. Not at all. They're not even. They don't even ask him questions. They're just skeptical immediately." Mace Windu and Yoda glance at each other, like, "Oh, this fucking guy." No, again. and
1: Mace Windu's eyeballs almost pop out of his head when he's when he's saying, "You think this boy is the chosen one?" Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't sense the Force in, in Anakin at all. Yeah, none of them. They're supposed to be so wise, but their plan is. I, I think they they finally. I think Yoda finally admits, like, oh, yeah, he has the, the, the Metachlorians. He's very yeah. powerful, but we don't want to deal with him.
2: Because Yoda senses that he's dangerous. But then at the end, is like, okay, fine.
1: Train him. Yeah, the whole council. There's supposed to be a really wise council. They let Qui-Gon train him against their wishes because they think he's too dangerous.
2: A whole council where only two people make decisions or talk. Mm-hmm. So what does the rest of the council do besides just sit around? Uh, they, he should, why aren't they peppering him with questions?
0: I
1: know it should be like if this is a, a prophecy of the Jedi that goes yeah. back a thousand years or whatever, this would be a huge deal. And they, and they they just wouldn't send him away. They'd send him away in a different way. Like they'd say we might, we got to have him stay here on Coruscant and we just watch him.
2: Yeah, or, or let's something. let's give him some tests.
1: Right, like it's just like no. Well oh, they do. do they
2: do give him that stupid test from Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's the same thing I thought of. The same thing. I, the
1: whole that whole scene I kept laughing. Yeah, where it was like uh, a couple of wavy lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> triangle
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah. Um so the the Sith, the, this is the first time they've they've run into uh, uh Darth Maul before they took off and went to yeah. Coruscant. And so they finally have been alerted that there's a Sith on the loose. Yeah. Again, the the Jedi Council just, "What? Sith?"
2: I thought no, they a... ex- they're extinct. They've been extinct yeah. for thousands of years.
1: So, well, who are the Sith exactly and why do they hate Jedi?
2: Yeah, so Sith Well, yeah, that's our question to answer. Do you know? There's no answer, at least not in any of the stuff we've counted as canon. It
1: sort of implies that the Jedi made the Sith go extinct.
2: Yeah, so So, there must have been some sort of great Sith war. And the revenge seems like, I get it. And why is it inconceivable to the Jedi that anyone could be attuned to the Force and have less than pure motives? Because in the second movie... We find out that there's a bunch of Jedi who have left the Jedi fold.
1: Well, what do what are, what are, what are, what are the Sith believe exactly?
2: We don't know. So what do they believe?
1: Because they're just bad for bad stuff. Well, sake. they want
2: their revenge. At last we will have our revenge.
1: Well, that's what Darth Maul wants. But, Dar- but Emperor Palpatine, he just wants, to take, he wants power. Yeah. And I don't know what
2: is, – is, is Dooku a, a Jedi? He yeah, just... Dooku leaves. So in the second one, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy, uh, Dooku, was a Jedi, and he left.
1: That would seem so like So they a know that deal. Jedis leave. So this is like being a Boy Scout or something. Like It's just an organization that doesn't matter. Yeah. I always thought that to be a Jedi, you had to be like in the Jedi group. But this sounds like just like a, cl- a club. Well, I don't,
2: I don't think they're allowed to be called Jedi anymore. It's like turn in your badge and gun. Well, who cares about that? <laughs> right. So, but they can't even—they can't even imagine that there might be Sith back when they know that there's tons of people trained in the Force who are just out there as wild cards.
1: I'm just gonna have to find out what Sith means because I just don't understand. It's—it's it's like leaving a gang and joining a different gang that's against your old gang.
2: Yeah, I think that's what it is, and then you want revenge. It's for, like West Side Story for wiping out the original gang. Mm-hmm. And there's only two. And then what's the prophecy? What is so? The Force, be... So at this point, we know that the Force is unbalanced.
0: Yeah.
1: Which doesn't make sense if it was just an, if you're just born in nature with, with these metachlorians. wouldn't it always be at a balance? Because it's nature. Mm. Or is there when they say the force, they just mean the people that are Jedi? And what does it mean because
2: because Obi Wan tells us that the force surrounds and flows through every living thing and binds us. So what does it mean? Balance? Why well, how is it, it imbalanced? Be imbal-
1: and it, even if it is imbalanced, there's lots and lots of Jedi and no Sith. So wouldn't so- the imbalance be a
2: good imbalance? Well, that's the idea too, is that he does bring balance by making the Sith yeah. real powerful. Yeah, it's one of those monkey
1: paw. Be careful what you wish for. Well, because then by
2: by the end, there's two Sith and there's two Jedi. Like well, there's only Obi Wan and Yoda.
1: I get that, but but none of them thought of that. Maybe none of them
2: thought. Well, maybe wait they a minute. Did I, I? really think rewatching these movies now that the Jedi at this point are conmen. They're getting they're getting free <laughs> I rent. Know, I know for real. They're getting free rent in know that what big tower. Like?
1: They're like Rasputin or like uh,
2: exactly, yeah. Uh,
1: just some kind of like hack advisor, like psychic yeah. advisor, yeah.
2: So they still have their powers. Their powers are diminished. Mm. If they had as powerful of force powers, they would have easily been able to sense the like how dangerous all this stuff was, right? And they would have known there was another Sith. But no, they're in their big fancy palace. Wouldn't they be able to fill their Palpatine big tower in
1: the room?
2: Wouldn't yeah, they
1: sense him. Like, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan sense each other when they're in the same space station Yeah, in in Star Wars.
2: Yeah. But, I mean... They're in the room with Palpatine they're, and they're, can't like, tell. three
1: feet away, and they're not getting some weird... Vi- I get weird vibes off people, and I don't have the Force, you know? Well, and here's
2: the thing. They should have gotten weird vibes off Palpatine just based on what he's saying and doing. Mm-hmm. Unless he's so powerful that he's clouding their minds. And that might be but, what
1: it is. Yeah. Because he's super... I get...
2: I mean, he's like Mr. – he even looks like Mr. Burns. He's very much – And he's like, and I suppose if somebody <laughs> could possibly get elected to I am, chancellor – I'm so glad you said that.
1: It's been, it, that is exactly, exactly what his character is. He's Mr. Burns. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's And he's not even mind.
2: hiding it, even when he's wearing his m- m- puffy munchkin peacock like, coat, technical or dream coat that he wears. I feel like he literally says, excellent. <laughs> Probably. I think he does. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's blown my mind a
2: bit. All
1: right, so th- this they go into the the most exciting scene of the movie when they have the big scene in the Senate with the floating platforms and they have yeah. all these these motions. And I love that all it takes is is Queen Amidala going. The people are dying on my planet. The and
2: Viceroy is killing my people. Viceroy. Viceroy.
1: People are dying right now as we speak. Viceroy. And then they say, "Well, we'll get a committee together to to look up, you know, figure this out." And then she goes. That means I have no confidence in you. And then just like that. Bam. Thousands,
2: tens of thousands. Yeah. I was like, that's it? Yeah. He
1: like steps down before she even finishes talking. He's like, yeah. well, I guess I'm no longer chancellor. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's... odd too. It's odd. I know. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, that's it?
2: Well, so. And all it takes is you saying I have no confidence t- in t- you? To hear Senator Palpatine tell it, everyone's, she finally said what everyone was thinking. Oh. So he was saying it's all a bureaucracy. It's it's weak. The chancellor has no real power. Everything's all tied up in red tape. So so does so, that because he even says to her like, really, we're so sick of this clown that if you just finally call for a vote of oh. no confidence, we'll all do it.
1: I didn't realize that it was that everyone was
2: that sick. That's that's what he says. Is
1: that like an evil Jedi mind trick thing? Sith mind uh, trick, probably. Because I mean, because out of all the people in the the galaxy, they choose him to be the next uh, supreme chancellor.
2: Yeah. So, that so must, it's all is, that's got to be Jedi mind trick yeah. stuff, right? Getting yeah. everyone to vote for him. And we never see that our people are dying because as soon as the invasion happens, everyone surrenders. <laughs> to me? And I she get, runs away. I
1: get the impression that that main capital, uh, what did you say the capital was called? Theed. Theed. I got the impression that only like 15 people lived there. Besides the parade scene
2: yeah, at, at the end. Yeah.
1: But all the scenes where they're running through the palace, it literally looks like someone's playing in like an abandoned It's surprisingly like, unpopulated. Resort, right?
2: Yeah. And, and stepping out to behind the scenes, we know that he could have populated it more. Right. That was his whole problem with Moss Eisley is he's like, it needs more stuff running around.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you don't get a sense of anyone's dying. You get yeah. the sense that since they left, they, the house is just empty.
2: Yeah. And then you see soldiers maybe with their hands on their heads marching. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, I, I don't know. Whatever. Um. Okay, then I didn't have a lot of questions for a while. Because now that all of my initial questions were unanswered, it just everything kind of depended on that. So the next thing I, I'm talking about is the Darth Maul battle. Um, so if you got stuff between that.
2: I want to talk about the battle droid army. Okay. Part of the reason that they're such a threat is because they are, quote, a battle-hardened army of droids. Okay. So that means droids get better at fighting the more experience they get, which raises the much larger question uh-huh. that we've sort of discussed uh, in, in a past life. Uh-huh. How do the droids in Star Wars work? Why does a droid like C-3PO have a sense of self-preservation? Right. Why is he whiny? Why is the droid in Rogue One sarcastic and has a sense of humor? Yeah. Are, are they
1: considered sentient beings, which they sort of are, are and aren't at the same time? Yeah. Because there's a scene where the the astromech droids, there's four of them trying to repair the ship earlier. Yeah. When they get shot, the ones that get shot go,
2: like (laughs) they
1: scream in terror or pain or whatever. Yeah.
2: And we know that R2's a smart ass.
1: Right. And so, I mean, are people upset that their droid died? It would be like a pet dying?
2: Yeah. So my theory is that, um, and I wonder if this is out there. This is just what I thought, is that whatever technology we have for droids, all it can do is give it life. Mm-hmm. And then there's some sort of magic to it. Maybe it's the force even that gives them personality. So when you program a droid and turn it on for the first time.
1: Oh, I think you've told me this yeah. before.
2: Yeah, we've talked about it. I before. like that. I like it. You don't when you flip that switch, you don't know like you know it will perform its duties uh-huh. and be able to you know, you know you programmed it for three billion forms of communication. Right. But you don't know what its personality's gonna be like. And it could be sarcastic and rude like the one in Rogue One. Or could be, like, C-3PO, like, just constantly frightened and fretting.
1: That's cool. I hope that – I guess that's
2: true. I like that. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I'm going to accept. Okay. So then somehow the battle droids get experience. What rights do they
1: have, then, as people? That's what I'm curious about. Well, that's for – You can uh, kill them if you just feel like it?
2: That's for that Star Trek episode, The Measure of a Man, to answer. (laughs) That's
1: true. I guess this is not the time nor place to answer that.
2: So the droids are battle-hardened. Okay, well,
1: Um, uh, this is a question about the battle-hardening. Yeah. So why do they, if you get, like, their, they, a lot of them get cut in half. Yeah. That's, like, the most common way to die in this movie if you're a droid. Yeah. Why aren't they, like, the Terminator and still crawling and, like, crushing with their hands and stuff? They why go immediately are they, and turn off.
2: Why are they humanoid in the first place? Why would you build an army and then they have to, like, pull their guns out of their holster? Why not just make their arm a gun?
1: God, that that that's getting to another question I had is why do they have ro- droids uh, piloting Floating tanks. Why isn't the
2: tank a droid? Uh, you so have that written down, too? I literally wrote that phrase down. Why isn't the tank just a droid? Wow, you and I have that, too. Uh, why <laughs> Why do droids need to pilot little battle scooters? Why not just make the scooters droids? And
1: then here's my verbatim. If it's a droid army, why aren't the ships and tanks just droids? Why yeah. dry, Why? Have droid drivers?
2: <laughs> yeah, why do they have droid drivers? We see that they have those those cool rolling droids. Mm-hmm. Why why isn't that all their army? Like are those the, just too expensive? And going back to Terminator, I was thinking about in
1: Terminator, they have those like all the Terminators are Terminators. Like yeah. the, that flying ship with the guns is a Terminator. There's yeah. not a Terminator in it with a steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same with the tanks. The tank is a Terminator. So that, they should have the whole droid army be droid like droids.
2: Why are they human shaped and flimsy and? have to have steps instead of rolling the only thing i could think
1: of is maybe these tanks they wanted tanks that they could also use with humans so it's like oh we can get a, a droid tank or we can get this tank that we can just pop in this program and so they can drive the tank
2: so maybe they got a, it was surplus they got a good deal on it
1: right this, that sort of thing where they're like well
2: and the big rolling droids with the energy shields have to be super expensive yeah they're probably way expensive.
1: They're pretty hard to. They run away from them. The the Jedi at that scene.
2: They also communicate with the droids with a little handheld hologram thing.
1: (laughs) Why aren't they just being piped into their like mind?
2: Right. I don't. When I need my computer to do something, I can just click something. You don't 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 have to
1: record a message and then email it to your computer. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Computer defragment. And that gets to probably the biggest security
1: weakness of having a droid army. Why have a centralized remote control? Where if that goes off, then the, the droid army just turns off.
2: Yeah. That seems like a real bad idea. I think, that I think again, everyone, the people of Naboo are very naive and elect a 14-year-old. That's true. The Jedi have no powers and are just trying to trick everybody. And they con- have diminished powers. They're, they're con tra- artists. Yeah, they're just rolling dice around so mm-hmm. they can keep their awesome penthouse apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, the Trade Federation is just super cheap mm-hmm. and got surplus tanks and bought the cheapest army they could buy. Right.
1: This this is probably like the lowest level of droid army.
2: Yeah. There's
1: probably some pretty kickass droid armies out there. Yeah. But this is just like, well, we can start you with this one. The droids are
2: flimsy. Now, really, if it were me trying to invade a planet, mm-hmm. I would go with the 3T421 destroyer droid. Mm-hmm. It has a shield that's impenetrable and can roll mm-hmm. and then has awesome built-in gun arms. And it's immune to
1: uh, blue gumballs. (laughs) It's immune to blue (laughs) gumballs. That make you get electrocuted and then fall down. Yeah. So let's talk about the Gungan army real quick. They've got... So what are the Gungans riding on? Are they, like, less evolved Gungans? Because the Gungan, like, like Tauntaun things look almost the same. Oh, yeah. So I was like, are they breeding? Is there some weird breeding thing going on where there's just, like, this one... Class that they breed to be their, their horses.
2: Oh, no, you gotta just be horses like gunga, Is that just, gungatons? Like a, just an underwater horse? Yeah, it's just an underwater It's just like a seahorse. Seahorse. Sea
1: okay. Seahorse is Okay, And then <laughs> their other main technology they have the technology to build these incredible underwater cities where you can walk through the walls and go in and out of the ocean. Yeah. But their main weapons are giant gumballs that explode. They're like paintballs,
2: they're like water balloons without the balloon.
1: Right. So what that is their technology like slingshots and and catapults
2: and then little like don't they have little prodding like electric
1: yeah like little cattle Spear prods or something yeah like, it just seems like a seems like their their military technology would be much better than that with the, the way their cities look
2: yeah so I, don't I, know. Know, I know they that oh no because they were losing until the droids all yeah oh, their batteries died yeah
1: where's yeah they were losing huh yeah. So do, so if where is the Naboo army? There's none at all? Why don't the Gungans... There's just
2: a small security force and then the air force that flies up to take out the control ship. Why don't the Gungans just invade? Because
1: they, they they seem like they have a strained relationship with the surface dwellers. Like, why don't they just invade Naboo?
2: Well, they again, the Gungans, again, very naive because they do have a strained relationship. Uh-huh. But then Padme just kneels and then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all she has to do is I was pretty pleased, basically. Like so that. Boss Nass is like... That's all you had to say. That's all I ever, that's all I wanted this whole time. <laughs> right,
1: I know, it is. Is is he supposed to be the same race as Jar Jar? He looks like a straight up frog. Jar the only... Jar, Jar is like a flesh colored bunny that's been shaved.
2: Yeah, that has human teeth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Boss Nass is the only frogman that we even see. So I guess that's why he's the king.
1: All right. So let's talk about Darth Maul and the confrontation with Qui-Gon yeah. and Obi-Wan. So where are they, first of all? What's with the different levels of, like, force fields? Uh, Remember their opening and shutting? I forgot what it was already. Question 23. Random energy shields? <laughs> question mark? It's very much, it might have a galaxy quest where they, where he's like, what is yeah. all this stuff? And they're like, I don't know. It was in the show. So they built it into the ship, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because he goes through a place, and there's all these, like, hammers smashing oh, together. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. what
2: is this? That's basically it. Is they, at some point in the palace, is a Mega Man level. It's exactly like Mega Man. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like five Big, levels, cl- different uh, random small platforms, at all these different levels, and then opening and shutting energy fields.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I guess that you just to say that's the palace's boiler room. As, as goofy
1: as that that is, I think that might be my favorite scene in the whole movie because it really, I love once it shuts, and then it shows, uh, Qui Gon sit down and start like that's meditating, cool. and and Darth Maul's like, pacing. Is, like is pacing like okay. a like a tiger in a cage, yeah. And then it it also shows Obi Wan how like eager he is to like get into battle. Yeah, because he's not meditating like Qui Gon. He's like, he's not as like like pacing as much as a tiger. But you can see he's like ready to get in there. Yeah, and I just thought it slowed down the action. It had this like moment where you get to have these two. Because up to this point, every time you see Darth Maul, they immediately just start fighting. Yeah, and so it was cool to have like him size up Qui Gon and then Qui Gon be like, you know do his incompetence. Yeah. Sit down and meditate
2: and then get stabbed <laughs> like 30 seconds later. There's um uh, one in- one thing I do like about the sword choreography is Obi-Wan is always doing a lot of unnecessary flips and flourishes. Is he? Like even when they're just running with their swords oh, out. He is, he's huh? like twirling yeah, it around, yeah, which yeah. is exactly what I would be doing. Yeah. And Qui-Gon doesn't do that. Oh, so I like that there's a difference. That, was that intentionally? I think it was that Obi-Wan's supposed to be young and still eager and no. and pumped up and not as disciplined. Right. Um, now, so I, want, I just want to
1: talk about Darth Maul really quick and say that I yeah. read a real interesting thing about him, how they had a whole different design for him, and the lead artist the night before the design was due had a really terrible nightmare. Oh. And it was of the way Darth Maul looks. Oh, cool. And so he woke up and drew him, huh. and he's, I think, like most people, even people that don't like it seem to think that Darth Maul's cool, right? Yeah. He's, I
2: think he's super cool. Um, his voice is uh, Peter Serafino- Serafinowicz's it's not. I, I thought it's it not was Ray dubbed. Park. Yeah. It's um. I guess that. And he was. Uh, he's like one of Simon Pegg's guys. Oh, I think he was on Spaced. And then he was played Nova in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, one of the Novas.
1: Huh.
2: And he's the asshole roommate in Shaun of the Dead. Okay. He's, well, a, he's a real funny guy.
1: He- I think that, that all the, the, his scenes, he only has a few lines. I think they just nailed him. He's just like oh, see, so had,
2: mysterious. This latest time, I had a hard time. This is so flipped because. Well, I want to talk about this at the very end. This okay, I I um I had a hard time because he was so choreographed. He looked like he was dancing. Oh. So he 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 does his his double lightsaber sort, and then he's he like using dancing. the force to flip right. but he's doing everything really rhythmically like he's doing like jazzercise he kind of is huh? like he's he like can bouncing
1: hear back and forth on the different foot
2: yeah like I think if you overdubbed that song he's a main, he would fit he man- would fit okay fair um, enough so then they're fighting and there's a part where Darth Maul's on his back with his lightsaber Qui-Gon jumps after him Darth Maul could have easily destroyed Qui-Gon right then uh-huh. either by just holding his lightsaber up or slashing at it. And instead, he just headbutts him
0: huh. so
2: that Qui-Gon rolls over on his back and is like, oh. And then Qui-Gon's on his back with his belly exposed. Uh-huh. And Darth Maul jumps away instead of stabbing him. So it's almost like he didn't even really want to kill him. He just wanted to keep dancing. <laughs> I, I
1: can't decide if, if Qui- or Darth Maul killing Qui-Gon makes Qui-Gon a bad Jedi. I'm. I kind of enjoy that narrative that he's incompetent and a con yeah. artist and like steals money out of your wallet and stuff. Yeah. Um, but does that mean Darth Maul is really kick ass, or 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 does it mean that Qui Gon is not that great of a fighter, the, or, or does it mean also Obi Wan? What are the implications for him? Yeah. Is he?
2: Does that mean he's a great fighter? I think that's what it is. Is that Obi Wan? You know, he's like that athlete, mm-hmm. that um. You know, gets drafted early and finally has their breakout game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that what it is? That's what I think it is. Yeah, is that he's he's obviously one of the best there there will be, and this was his big moment. So, what level would you say? And they do act like like when Mace Windu and Yoda talk about Qui Gon, they act like he Qui Gon was always a huge pain in the ass for him. <laughs> that might I don't remember if that's in this one or the second one. So he's a
1: pain in the ass. Yeah, he insists on tra- training this dangerous kid on his own. Yeah, he he. Gosh, I'll, every one of his goofy things. Even getting killed by Darth Maul is just
2: like, what a hack he is. Yeah, I think in the second one, they're talking about, like, but Master Qui-Gon said that, and they're like, ah, oh, Qui-Gon.
1: And he's right about they Anakin. They say something. But, but he's wrong about it. He's so wrong so about this, it. So this,
2: okay, this is what I've been saving up. Or is he? Does Qui-Gon know the whole time that Anakin's going to be evil? But he, unlike the rest of them, he has such foresight that he just knows that that's what has to happen. Well, he's so
1: insistent. Does he know he's going to die? Because you watch A New Hope and Obi-Wan Kenobi, when he's going in there, yeah. he knows he's not coming back. That,
2: so either Qui-Gon is an incompetent hack.
1: Which I'm going with. or Which
2: I really want to go with. <laughs> <like that. clears throat> or he's the wisest one of them all. Because why would he be so, in- like, you must train the boy. Like, you have to train the boy. Does he know from the start, like, okay, there's, this is going to be awful? And he's
1: insistent that he's the chosen one, too. It's not just yeah. the voice powerful. He's like, this is the prophecy yeah. right here.
2: So he knows, like, I have to die, and a bunch of people have to die, but this will ultimately, after years of war and Bring disaster, will lead the, to the empire the, that doesn't exist that doesn't yet. Exist yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was all worth it, stopping a government that doesn't
2: exist yeah. in
1: the future that doesn't affect Well, anybody.
2: it would have happened, the empire would have happened with or without Anakin would it though yeah because it was already in motion like he didn't need anakin to get all his stuff going did he not is he no oh yeah
1: i guess he's already working with the trade federation yeah
2: and then duke i don't like all his back this i mean obviously darth vader was a powerful like darth vader was like his atom bomb mm-hmm. like i'll stick darth vader on you but i think it would have happened with or without darth vader that's interesting so qui-gon may and have without known... without
1: darth vader there wouldn't have been a rebellion so it would have just, the empire would have just won completely,
2: so even though yeah. it was just yeah, dumb exactly. luck it was just dumb luck he got Anakin
1: I guess that was like I think yeah I think like he, downfall, he gets Anakin huh? and
2: he's yeah Anakin I think if it wasn't for Darth Vader, yeah then he, there he, would, he would be been, nothing. he'd be emperor, and there would be no rebellion, yeah and he would
1: be winning, so it's like some kind of ironic Achilles heel or something
2: yeah it's a weird it is a weird like bunch of paradoxes, mm hmm because then Darth Vader begats Luke and Leia, who then spark the rebellion. And wow. then Darth Vader himself ends up killing the Emperor. Yeah. So I, so I feel like that's, that's a very charitable way of looking at it, is maybe Qui-Gon knew all along that that's what was going to happen. Because he was the only Jedi who still had his full, like, prophesication powers.
1: Well, he did. He was very passionate about it. So it's
2: possible. Yeah.
1: And oh, what about Obi-Wan, though? Then, then is he the hack? Cause he's the one that actually trained him. I guess we'll get to that.
2: Oh, we'll get to that we'll next get to week. That next week. Oh, god.
1: All right. So, let, I, I want to talk about our experiences with this movie.
2: Yeah. So, when 1999, mm-hmm. it's May 1999. Right. You go see *Phantom Menace*. What right. do you think? Opening day. I hated it.
1: I, I absolutely by the Podrace. I I'd given up hope. The first like hour, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe. And then pod race, I was like, this movie sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I I was a huge Star Wars fan. I, I was too. Though, I followed the production every set of the way. I went to KB Toys at midnight to buy the figures mm-hmm. when they debuted. And that I was exciting. I think I have a
1: couple. I think I have Darth Maul for
2: sure. I have all of them if anybody wants them. You do? If anyone wow. wants them, wow. please come take them off my Maybe hands. Maybe I'll
1: come take some.
2: Um, no, that day. So it was so fun because we were at the Cottonwood Mall. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. uh. Looking through the little gate because they were going to open up the toy store at midnight, and so we're looking through the gate at all. I'm like, "Wow, who's that little blue winged guy?" I bet we we're in guy? a lot of the same places. Yeah, it's a really funny <laughs> yeah, it's to think weird. about. <laughs> so I bought—I only bought four that day. There were 16 or 18 uh. originally. I bought Darth Maul and Obi Wan, of course, mm-hmm. and then I bought Watto because I thought he was so cool I think looking. I he, have was, he was too, turquoise maybe. and had little wings. And then I bought Padme because historically, with action figures, they don't make as many of the female characters. Oh, I, I
1: have Amidala.
2: So if you're buying action figures, uh, it's usually harder to find the female characters. Right. So I bought... Oh, no. Which one did I buy? Oh, no. I bought Padme, because who... I thought she looked cool with her blue shirt and like her gray tunic. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who's Padme?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought it was Queen Amidala was. So I bought those four. My friend Scotty, who I was with, uh, got sick and threw up all over the Barbies. <laughs> like, projectile vomited. So there's like... Wow. There's like 15 people there. There's a mom with her kids and
1: he just vo- just like sprayed vomit.
2: Well, I like went around the I was like where's my friend and I went around the corner. He loves it when I tell this story, too. Oh, okay. But he doesn't know I have this show. <laughs> I hope. Hey man. Uh, yeah, so I go around the corner and he's like crouching down and he holds up a finger like one second and uh-huh. then like kapow, like a wa- like one of those gungan wow things, yeah. And then this little kid goes, "Oh, it smells like throw up." And I was like, "Yeah, it was him. He did it." <laughs> So anyway, so I was super excited. I saw the movie, and the, my first showing cracks cracks were coming through. Mm-hmm. Now the first moment where I thought, "Ooh, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. is when the battle droid went "Roger, Roger," mm-hmm. and I thought, "Why do the battle droids sound so stupid?" <laughs> and then I hated Anakin, and it's like yippee, woo, this is pod racing. And of course, all the Jar Jar stepping in shit. Yeah, yeah, farting and stuff. Yeah, I hated that. But I still was like, oh, my God, Darth Maul lightsabers. And that whole summer, it's all I could think about. I saw it uh, three more times that summer. Wow. And I knew that there was a lot of shit wrong with it. And it wasn't until I got the VHS that I was like, oh, this might not be a good movie. And yes, VHS. I got the VHS (laughs) the day it came out. I didn't have a DVD player yet. So
1: so this experience. Has... So
2: rewatching it. Uh-huh. What was your rewatch?
1: Well, but, but but you you hate it more and more every time you watch it, right?
2: Yeah, that, so I rewatched it now. I probably haven't seen it since that VHS came out. Oh wow. I watched the VHS a couple times and only watched like the cool parts. Uh-huh. Like the last battle, of course. I hated it so so much more this viewing. <laughs> A thousand times more. Like, I'd always be like, well, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not great. And this was like, no. And I, it took me four different sessions to watch uh, it. Where I was like, it's got to almost be over, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just landing on Tatooine? How much more time is left? An hour and 20 minutes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> For me, I, like I said, I hated it. I hated it. Walking out of the theater, yeah. I was like, oh, this is awful. But because I was the Star Wars kid, because I, I was part of the Star Wars fan club all through high yeah. school and all that stuff. All the, like, but when there was no movies being made. Right. And so, like, people bought me Star Wars stuff. So, I think my mom bought me The Phantom Menace for Christmas on DVD. And so, I've watched it a few more times, just like, well, let's watch it again and see if I like it this time. Nope, don't. Like, I I didn't like it. And then, third time, I was like, so I've just watched it a few times over the years. And even over Christmas, it was on TNT, and I watched it and and thought it was just awful. I watched the whole trilogy as I went in and out of, like, the kitchen, you know, doing stuff. But this time I went into it trying to really analyze it. I, I went into it to pay more attention because I'd never been able to follow the plot. And I just thought of the movie in terms of, like, how is this written as a script? And I tried, each scene I tried to analyze, like, if this was written on paper, this is on paper a really cool idea. Yeah. Like all those, the, there's always a the bigger fish stuff. Like when you're writing that, a submarine going through the middle of the planet, going to an yeah. underwater city. There's going to be a robot army. Like it sounds like almost like like the yeah. golden age of like 60 sci-fi books. Yeah. Or I thought of maybe some kind of like serials, like Tarzan or, or uh, which I know George Lucas was influenced by,
2: like Flash Gordon and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, easily. And
1: so when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, this is just like Flash Gordon. They're doing every scene is some fantastical idea they've come up with that just is not translated well. Yeah. So, so this viewing, I sort of went the opposite direction, where I've hated it my whole life since it came out. And this time it might be the first time I really enjoyed it. And then I started thinking that maybe getting to this point is almost a Jedi thing in itself. Mm-hmm. Where, if you, have you seen The Last Starfighter?
2: Not since it came out Okay, that, that's a, in uh, the mid-'80s?
1: It's a, it's a movie that inspired Ronald Reagan, and like, a lot of people really loved it. Wait, that, right. that's an Onion article. <laughs> oh, okay. I was
0: like,
2: God, about, really? Yeah, there's an Onion article about, <laughs> maybe
1: it's how much Bush Sr. loved The Last Starfighter. It's a really, anyway. Um, in that movie, there, the premise is the early 80s, video games and arcades were like the new big thing. And so there was this arcade machine called The Last Starfighter. When you played it, it was, it was a video game but what it actually was was it a recruiting thing for the, for the universe. <laughs> it's, like,
2: G- it's George W., and there's a picture of him in the Oval Office, the big last Starfighter poster. I know. I, I love that
1: article. Yeah. Anyways, so this video game is not a video game. It, it is if you just play it casually. But, if, but this, guy, this kid is, like, the best in the world at it. Yeah. And it's actually a recruiting thing. Like, if you, you get a certain score, they come down and get you, and you're part of the, like, Starfighter brigade that saves the universe. So you're, like, you're like It's like Top Gun for the universe. Yeah. So I, I started thinking maybe The Phantom Menace is like a Jedi thing where once you watch it enough, you, you, be, you get zen about it. Like you love it and hate it. Like it's a bad movie, but you enjoy it.
2: So you're crouched so, behind so, the energy shield meditating.
1: Yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. So this is kind of a meta-experience where it's teaching us to be Jedi, where I have become more attuned with the Force by watching this movie and liking it, even though objectively... I think it's a pretty bad movie. And
2: then my path is still filled filled with it's fear. anger, hatred and yeah. fear. Mostly fear. You're going down the dark side for sure. Yeah. Fear that Cuz it's getting worse. These prequel- yeah. It's, it's getting, getting worse.
1: You're like getting more angry, you hate it more? I'm getting,
2: like, getting more angry, fear. I'm Clagon sitting, and sitting the dark on side. the floor, you know. And I'm pacing around wondering what to do with all my prequel action figures.
1: Right. So, I just I think I kind of figured out the film within the film.
2: I hope George Lucas hears this and he's like, "Finally,
1: (laughs) (laughs) got it." I know. How would how would that be if you're writing a movie and you're like, "Oh, this is great. This really deep." meaning. Yeah. People are going to love it and then nobody gets it. Yeah. But you're so stubborn you don't want to le- say what it means. Yeah.
2: You're just going to take your money and, and go home. And then
1: finally 16 years later, whenever it came out. Yeah. Almost
2: 18 years now. He
1: he's he's listening to to the World Champion podcast that you know, he doesn't miss ever. Every mm-hmm. week the the moment it comes out, he downloads it. And he thought finally.
2: Yeah. Finally, two people get me on this lonely earth. So I still get it. I just shows the dark side. Right. So he likes but, me uh, too. No, no, but it's... I don't want George of, it, to be no. mad at me. <laughs> yeah. But it goes to <laughs> Even the... I just ripped his creation. It goes
1: to the next level of the force. Yeah. Our podcast, now there's balance in our podcast. That's true. We've kept... The, the whole time, we've kept a balance. The more, you, the more I liked it, the less you liked it. Yeah. So, the, the, so this is sort of the prophecy of, uh, of this episode. Wow. Is there'll be balance in, in the podcast. <laughs>